Oh, honey, in their penthouse. They haven't gotten to yell at anyone at the bank. (laughs) (laughs) I did walk away feeling a little better though. I was like, did you need that? I mean, granted, (laughs) I did get mad way too fast, but it was a nice release. Yeah. Those people are terrible people. You can yell at Bank of America people, I think. My dad used to work there. (laughs) Sorry. Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to this very iconic episode of The Tony Soto Show. If you're listening to the sound of my voice, my name is Max Wasposito, and I've never been asked to introduce the show today, but here we are. I'm here to introduce this show today because this is a very special show, a special day. We are here to celebrate an icon, the icon. Most of our LGBT elders and our community service for uh, the year is always this person and we love them so much. Welcome to the show today. Tony Soto, happy oh. birthday. <laughs> oh, Respect you know, your elders. <laughs> I immediately started regretting asking you to introduce me the moment it went over 30 seconds. Thank you, Maxwell. And also we have Diana DeLuna here. Oh, hello. Hello. Just here was to I celebrate supposed- an icon. Listen, I was only I was only briefed like a few minutes before I was asked to do that. So I really had to go off the cuff here. I do. <laughs> not, listen, that's a better intro than I ever get on Learn the Words, bitch. So I'm so grateful. Thank you very much. <laughs> I will take uh, gay elder. I will, I will, I will. Um, uh, hi, Maxwell. Hello. How are you? I'm good. Oldie. You're bald. You're I bald. Am. Your inches were snatched off. How are you supposed to put that? Yeah. On what now, is it attached huh? to? Listen, I wore that to learn the words, bitch, and I got enough tips separately to that it paid for itself. So I'm okay with just hanging <laughs> it up in the closet until my hair gets long enough to put it in again. It you did know? its so- work. You're bald. Tell us why you shaved your head. Are you? Did you also have I'm, a cathartic, uh, respectful uh, Britney moment? I'm just kind of over it. I'm over the holidays. I'm over the pandemic. Um, I'm over talking to people about what we think is right and wrong. Um, <laughs> I I really am just over it. Like I just like I just can't listen to you rationalize why you got on an airplane and saw your family <clears throat> versus like going to brunch like these are just like unreal things that like I just I'm so devastated I'm still fighting with people about I was so excited to not work in customer service this year yeah. this is my first year <laughs> in my great. whole adult life since I was 15 that I've not worked in customer service and I was like so excited for the holidays and I'm already not excited for them and it's December 1st yeah, I mean, well, yes, as of today, today is December 1st on a recording oh, day, which is which is uh, World AIDS Day. So uh, so I get two days. Look at me. I get, <laughs> this show's all about me. I'm, I'm so sorry. I sucked the wind out of that conversation. We could bring it back to you. I love yeah, you. Just, Happy no, birthday. No, because listen, when I log on to Zoom and the first thing I see is a snatched bald Maxwell Esposito, my immediate question is, why is she snatched bald? That was more, that took precedence over me turning 40 twice come on now well I also am just really tired of sweeping and there is hair all over my fucking apartment and I mm. love I just love not having to do that welcome to my world yeah that is the thing because like you know I grew my hair out uh, uh very long and I don't typically let it get that long um and then when I noticed how badly I shed and how it was everywhere I hated it so I'm like nah short hair is probably the best way to go the shower, um, the wall, the bed. I can't. I'm, but, I'm, I'm uh, so relieved. I envy you both. The back of my toilet is covered with long hairs. My shower always have long hair. As an everyday long hair. Hi, Diana DeLuna. Welcome Hello. back. Hello. Hello. <laughs> oh, you know, just in my kitchen where I've been for the last week because I'm either cooking in it or cleaning it. <laughs> I'm done with the holidays as well. Yeah. Did you have a good Thanksgiving? Oh, you know what? It was really nice, but I think that that is all the energy I can put forth for the holidays. That was a lot. Like, I never want to do that until I'm a mom. And what's so crazy, it was abbreviated. You know what I mean? It was abbreviated. So like, but even because, you know, I, I cooked at home. Um, and I made to-go plates for some friends and I'll tell you, that's stressful. That was stressful enough. I I couldn't imagine even thinking about having people in the house eating. You know what I mean? Cause like after I cooked, 
and after all the to-go plates were done that I guess I I guess I was pretty happy because um I just looked at all the food in the kitchen I was like oh this is this is mine oh 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 turkey sandwiches until For fucking days. December 12th you know what I mean yeah like, I'm just eating them all uh but you had a good holiday I saw you 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 um you and your husband and uh in front of the show Megan Householder was yes your house Yes, and I could not believe I woke up at seven o'clock in the morning and Murphy oiled my floors. Who am I turning into? For How did Megan? this happen? You, you, Just you. for like, no, for, for, you know. I would I, not I clean my floors for Megan Householder. I'm but I do for myself too. And my, and you know what I mean? I totally I understand wanted... that holiday fantasy, you a know? clean house, a yeah. big dinner. Go off. Did you enjoy my edibles? Okay. I have not given your edibles to anybody. I hid them in our cookie jar, which we never use for cookies. Nobody knows I've had them because I tested them on my own and they are perfect. So now they're so good. Every night I make myself a cup of tea and I sneak over to the cookie jar and I have one in the kitchen by myself. (laughs) Do you eat the whole thing or half? I eat the whole thing. Oh, see, and that's what I mean by so good. Like, doesn't it make you sleep? Like, <laughs> Yeah, and that's what I want them for. Like, you know, I don't really hang out on edibles. I can't feel the difference between the joint I smoked and the edible I just ate. But at night. Oh, you yeah. can't? Like, uh, just rock me to my dreams. I spent my whole, I spent, I spent my whole 90s like fighting the nods with ketamine. So once, <laughs> like when it comes to weed, girl, the moment that sleep comes, I don't fight it. I just. No. Out. Out. Yeah, and, and you know now that LA is in another stay-at-home order and um, could get even more serious uh, and be a statewide thing, you know, you're just spending more time uh, at home going to sleep even earlier. So I'm trying to like I'm trying to stay awake as best I can these days. Well, if you are not, please slide into my DMs. I'm not afraid of the post office. <laughs> I will mail you edibles. Oh, that's um, nice. How do you keep them fresh by mailing them though? They're cookies. I don't know. A Ziploc bag. I just pray. Yeah, like I mean, two, you could like two day them. I mean, you, it's, it's you gave like- them to me before Thanksgiving. I have them in a Ziploc bag in a cookie jar. I ate one last night. Tasted fine. Oh, sweet. There's no yeah. preservatives. It's still you guys good. hear that? Longevity these edibles have. And I'm, every- wor- and I'm working on another container of key for you. So oh, I love uh, it. Bring it on oh. over. You know, um, speak- <laughs> I think working. By the time I get done with this much weed, I'm your might pickle be, jar of weed. I might be ready for you. We'll see. We'll see. Is that what your plans are for your birthday? What is it going to be like turning forty again? What are our plans now that well, we're staying at home in order? I've decided that I'm going to be forty again because honestly, it was a wash this year. Was right. a wash. Yeah. So, so that said, um, the only way you will have proof of my actual date of birth from now on, and for a limited time, is if you purchase uh, merch from me on my website, thetonysuttershow.com. Uh, click shop. That will take you to Drag Queen merch, and on one of the shirts. Uh, Bible Girl was very, very funny and thought it'd be funny to put uh, that my icon status was established in 1979 instead of 2015 when I started learning the words, bitch. Um, but I think that's hilarious. As of January 1st, it will be changed to 2015. So for a limited time, you can get my actual birth year on clothes so that you can hold that over me until the day I die. Because right now I'm 40. And I'll be 40 again for the next fucking year. I don't know how I feel. You know, I'm, I'm, I know that like celebrating your life and celebrating your birth is important and people do it and blah, blah, blah. I, I'm not really a huge birthday person because the ideas of birthdays were never really great for me. Like, um, I never, I, I, I mean, I couldn't tell you like how many, I, in my adult life, how many presents I've gotten as a result of my birthday. Like I, I remember a lot of like traumatic situations involving my birthday growing up. I mean, one year, and I think I might've talked about this on the show, but like one year I was able to have like my first like kid party, like had friends over and shit. 
and friends and family. And I completely ignored my great grandma for the whole fucking day. And then she died the next day. You did (laughs) mention that. But no grandma expects attention during a kid's birthday party. Of course not. She did not not hold that against you. Of course not. But it's super traumatic. Like when you come off of your birthday and you get home the next day from school and your mom's like sitting on the fucking floor weeping and you're like, so I don't know. What am I doing for my birthday? I'm going to smoke a lot of pot. I think that me and Lucy Wack are going to play our favorite weed uh, smoking game on Zoom. So we'll do that. We'll hang out. I don't know. I'm laying low, man. Shit is crazy in this fucking town. Like shit is crazy in this country. So at this point, I'm just trying to like, I mean, please Venmo me at the Tony Soto show. Any kind of funds will help. (laughs) Are you guys big into birthdays? Do you guys like celebrating your birthdays? You know what? My birthday is Christmas Eve. So I have a complicated relationship with birthdays too. I wasn't even allowed to have children over my house around my birthday until I was like 13 and could insist upon it. Right. Cause that makes sense though, because it's so did you have that, uh, that eternal Christmas battle where it's like, no, you get Christmas and birthday together. Did you have a half birthday? So we always did the big, uh, Christmas Eve dinner. So that was my birthday. There was a birthday cake at Christmas Eve dinner, you know? And my mom tried to really encourage people to not just give me one gift, but that was about it. That was about, and then when I got a little older, we started doing those, oh, you can have a birthday on December 12th and we can go to Shakey's. <sighs> Shakey's. That's a great winter birthday place because they do karaoke and they have arcade games. But you know what? <laughs> I don't, think, no that, I don't <gasps> think that Shakey's was the same as the Shakey's in the Midwest. Like, I don't think so either. Because like, ours was cool. I don't know. Had, yours sounds crazy. Well, we had a Shakey's. I remember, I distinctly remember Shakey's pizza. I feel like it was a pizza buffet place. So it's like, our Shakey's. Did they have chicken and specifically mojos? I don't think they had those fucking potatoes. I don't think they had mojos. those fucking potatoes. No, you didn't have them. Then it's I not a Shakey's. I don't, I don't think so because like I've when I went to the Shakey's here and they had That's those rough. potatoes, I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, I don't even know what this is. Um, but I vaguely remember a Shakey's. I do vaguely remember a Shakey's in Illinois, but I don't really know that. If you are in the Los Angeles area and not from here and you're like, oh, I heard about this Shakey's on the Tony Soto show. Do not go to one within the LA city limits. You need to go out of LA, go to find yourself, go to Arcadia or some little family town and go to their Shakey's. Yeah, because then you'll taste the 90s. The Shakey's in LA proper seem like shadier than a Chuck E. Cheese. Like they're shadier than a Chuck E. Cheese. I don't think as many people are shot at them as the Chuck E. Cheese, but uh, any buffet in LA proper would not be a vibe. Uh, I love, I love soup plantation. I'm going to live my truth. Maxwell, were you big into birthdays? Are you RIP? No more soup plantation. They went under. Um, You should, I think I've talked about this on the show a lot. I love birthdays. I love my birthday. I love other people's birthdays. I mean, I think the world sucks and I think any reason to celebrate your day yourself, like I think there's one day a year you can act like a total asshole, do whatever you want and that's your birthday. So like why, it always is so confusing to me that people don't take advantage of it. Cause I'm like, but you're an asshole all the other times of the year. Like why be a sad asshole today? I feel like, why be pointed. like oh. I feel like that's pointed. Why add a dash of bitterness to the day? <laughs> Listen, Tony, you think you're the only asshole in my life? Um, no. Oh God, no. I know that I know that they gravitate towards you, honey. The oh, assholes I mean, just <laughs> I am what I eat. <laughs> oh oh yeah, that sounds like a lovely birthday. I'll send you dinner. I'll send you some sushi. Yeah, yeah. Oh, You'll get some so cute sweet. stuff. I mean you I know I love that shit. I would you know I, I love give, birthdays. So I do have to give a shout out to like uh you know what I woke up and I'm gonna whatever I'm gonna fucking name him Alex Bose. I woke up one day and he he's fucking just vending me $150 and I'm like that's too much like you don't I it's so weird because it's like um I don't I, I'm not good at asking for things like if anyone's like what do you want for your birthday or what do you want for Christmas those are my least favorite questions because I'm like I, I truly don't know because like there's a huge list of things that I would want you know what I mean but as a Latino, we don't ask for shit. 
especially help or gifts or anything like that. Don't. And if you do, it's because you're negotiating with your parents. Like if I do this, can I please have this? Like I promise to do this for like six months. If I can just have this one gift. Yes. So, and then they'll hold it over your head for the year. Exactly. So I think that's why like presents and, and birthdays to me are also super weird because so I was on the social media and someone is literally like on Twitter being like, I want this and this and this because I'm in this bad situation. Cause you know, we're all in bad situations. And I'm just like, you know, I kind of envy that kind of courage to literally just be on social media and be like, you know what I want right now? I want you to give me grocery money or I want yeah. you because I'm in a bad spot. And I was like, huh, I wish I had the guts to do that because I'm <laughs> telling you, like people now are buying Christmas trees and shit because I'm like, oh, it's been such a rough year and we really just need that. I was like, the only thing that I'm reminded of by a Christmas tree is broke, okay? A Christmas Trauma. tree would just remind me that ain't no presents gonna be under that tree. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's, I hate this time of year. <laughs> I know, I seriously thought not having a job this time of year would actually be really fierce. I really thought just like sitting around not talking to people's about their superficial holiday while also demanding a discount. <laughs> like, you know, like, like, I love my daughter so much. I can't wait to give her these shoes, but why aren't they cheaper? Like, yeah. you know, like- well, And this is the thing too. Then don't buy them. Cause my Try daughter, them. my daughter has a birthday coming up, you know, her, she turns mm-hmm. six in January. So I'm like, Obviously, I have to I have to think about and you know, my baby mama's adopted a boy. So and I love Joey. I think Joey's a great kid. So I'm like, I want to get him something for Christmas, too. I mean, I only do cash. Like, I only send like, I'm, I'm not a gift giver. Like, I'm not an active listener. So if you ever think about (laughs) you're giving me subtle hints about what you want as a gift, I'm guarantee you I'm not getting it. I'm not hearing it. I don't fucking know. Um, So I'm a cash girl. I'm like, here's a, here's a money card. Go get yourself a money card. Um, oh, before a we money go to break. card. What year is this? One of those visa things that you buy at the goddamn Walgreens, you know, like those are the worst. Just give her actual cash. But in those... during a pandemic, you want actual okay, cash? I can't check. 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 Yeah. yeah, like Because you can take your phone. Checks? I don't I get like, checked. Listen, I'll... Okay, listen to this. As a person who's worked in retail, those vanilla like American Express cards are terrible because if you go to like a boutique or something or something that isn't like fucking Target, uh-huh. if there's like a penny short from your transaction, it will decline you. So if uh-huh. there's like $5 on it, actually gift cards, Taco Bay and I watched it explained about gift cards and like the amount of money that's wasted in gift cards a year like accumulates over to like $2 billion or something. Uh-huh. Also all the plastic. Uh-huh. All okay, that plastic okay, is just gonna like, right, throw I'll away. rethink my whole fucking plan now. Thank well, you honestly, I mean, even a Starbucks gift card is better than those American Express ones because after a certain point, if you don't use it all, it won't, like if you don't use it all at Target, then $5 just sits on it forever. Uh, well, also just real quick sidebar, uh, Maxwell, you inspired me and I quit Prime yesterday. Yay! Yay! I love um, that. It's welcome. Like but listen, let's let's take a quick break because we have to get our guest on here. They are in the waiting room. Uh, when we come back, our guest is comedian Nick Zahoya. And guys, it's going to get funny. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody. Do you want more Tony Soto? I completely understand. If you want more of me, tune into the Gay Power Half Hour available on iTunes, hosted by me, Tony Soto, and my good Judy, Casey Lai. It's 30 minutes of funny faggotry you won't want to miss. Check us out on iTunes, the Gay Power Half Hour. All right, we are back with the show. And our guest today is a comedian. He's a writer. You might know him from uh, Cool Mom, from Wow Presents. He uh, works really closely with one of the most understated winners of RuPaul's Drag Race in Drag Race history, Miss Jinx Monsoon. We have Nick Zahoya. Nick Zahoya. Or should I call you Kamikaze Monsoon? (laughs) What do you go by these days? No, just call me Nick. Uh, Kamikaze is really just when I am around Jinx or performing in specific roles with Jinx. Because like our new thing together, I'm just Nick. But if we're doing in the monsoon season universe, then I'm Kamikaze. It's it's very complicated. There's layers. 
I love layers. It's my favorite. But this is like, uh, that's why I love the autumn. Layers, layers, layers. Um, how are you, Nick? How are you dealing with um, isolation? Because you are originally from Seattle, the Seattle yes. area, but you moved down to Los Angeles like right before pandemic, it seems like. Um, yeah, I've been joking that I got like <coughs> a one good month in, but even that's not true because I was driving back and forth to San Francisco because that's where I moved down from. Uh, that whole first part of the year. So I didn't, That's I didn't right. get a full LA. I've, I've only known LA under COVID as far as being a resident, if I'm speaking practically. So I got to go experience. to Akbar twice. What has that been like for you then? Because I would, I, I'm telling people who are trying to move here now that they should rethink it. Like what, what, what was it like, like moving down here with all the ambitions of LA and then not getting that? Um, bummer, uh, first of all. <laughs> uh, but second of all, it's like, uh, it, it's weird to exist in this time and have like this constant like FOMO, but then you think about it and it's like, oh, unless I could get to like a different country with like a better infrastructure for dealing with this, like my life's gonna be the same no matter what city I'm living in. So I've been really, I've been trying to be positive about it because the weather here is great. This is the first time it's been cold since I've been here really. And it's 80 um, degrees today. Yeah, it's really and it's nice. 80 so degrees I, just, and this, I was like, I'm running my space cool. heater, so I don't know how this is 80 degrees. We were just talking about this before we started recording. I'm like, because my apartment, I'm so cold right now because my, because, you know, it gets cold at night. So, uh, yes. but, but it is 80 degrees and I have a flannel on, but if we go outside, you're going to trust me. If you leave your house today, you'll see that it's very oh, nice. <laughs> I should probably do that at some point, but um <laughs> I think I, it's funny because I used to make fun of all you LA people, like when I was a Pacific Northwest person I, and you're like, oh, it's so cold, it's 55 degrees. And now I'm like, I get it because these apartments are not built to keep heat in. No, they're um, built to, to keep you cool. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's the only job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in real um, life, I have, a, I have a, a heater that is supposed to be like for my apartment, but it's been painted over so many times. I don't even think it would turn on anymore. So like I have a space. Like a radiator? Room. What are you yeah. talking about? Oh yeah. Like, let's see it. Can I, can it's, I, can it's I vintage. Can I direct see it? Oh, yeah, nice. I would have yeah. turned that on without but somebody do you see the to space heater? Do you see the space heater right there? That's the thing that <laughs> heats my apartment. That little fucking guy right there. <laughs> we have a central heater and also only use space heaters. So <laughs> it's like... so expensive. Um, so so what was your intentions when you moved down here? What were you going to do? <laughs> um, well, it's, it is actually kind of funny because I was doing a lot of stand-up for like the last 10 years, basically. And then my, especially my second year in San Francisco, because I lived there for two years, I was not doing much stand-up at all. I was basically, I had my monthly show in the Castro at a bar called uh, blush. That's the open bar. mic. Was that the open mic? No, it was not an open mic. You had to be booked to be a part of it. Oh, um, love that. Love that. I love an open mic, but I don't have it in me anymore. I used to yeah. run an open mic. You got mic your in, start um, in an open mic, right? Like you started yeah. uh, because you lived across the street from a bar that ha had an open mic, correct? That is exactly right. I'm glad you read my Wikipedia. I've uh, got some research <laughs> on you. I don't know. That, like, wow. that was actually an article that you did, an interview that you did. I don't go to Wikipedias. I read interviews. I'm genuinely surprised that there's an article of me. <laughs> yeah, it was Go actually off, a pretty good. Star. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's how okay. I learned that you met Jinx one day, and then the next day you got mono, and she took care of you. So that's <laughs> close. What a cute story. We, we met at a Dresden Dolls concert, and she was. Um, do you know what the Dresden Dolls are? Yes. So everyone has everyone has mixed feelings about Amanda Palmer these days, but back in the day, she was uh, a cool like cabaret. Everyone star. was wearing black and white striped tights because of her. Absolutely, that actually yes. Jinx wore I think those black and white striped tights on Drag yeah. Race if you go back and watch. Um, and she was like performing as like a wind up doll and like clown makeup. And I don't think I had ever seen a drag queen in person. So I just assumed it was like a, a weird loud woman, you know? Um, and then we all went to Dick's, uh, it's a drive-in in Seattle. Do you know about Seattle? Have you been? No, um, you know, I, I've been to Seattle, like, but as a child, I've never been to Seattle as an adult person. Should I get there? I think Should you, I go? No, I think, I think you missed the window. <laughs> yeah, that's what I heard too. I heard it was really cool. And then it was much like San Francisco. 
I know that everyone says that about the city that they grew up in, but like watching that happen in real time was like a real bummer because oh watching Capitol a city become uncool yeah. Yeah. yeah Capitol Hill back in the day was like it was just the right mix of like it was close to downtown but it had kind of like a small town neighborhoody feel and very quickly like things would get knocked down and there would be new condos and everyone's walking around in Seahawks jerseys no one in Seattle ever gave a shit about the Seahawks <laughs> until they like won the Super Bowl that year and I was so angry um sports are so obnoxious it's very <laughs> annoying to me I know I hated that movie Trainwreck did you see that movie Trainwreck with Amy Schumer I no. hated that yes movie. actually I did see that movie it's one of the only movies I've ever walked out of and I hated it because <laughs> um the whole premise of the movie is she's like dating a guy who works in sports and her character journey is she has to like become more accepting of sports and I, I was so furious so Nick the doesn't end of it, like sports check got it I wrote that down are you LGBT raise your hand if you like sports no okay I like sportswear and athleisure yeah I like events yeah. I like I, events. I like, I like going to, to see any sort of thing live. I like to dress like I'm on the way to yoga. You know, I think that that's fine. Comfortable pants and whatnot. I, I like jock straps. <laughs> uh, I used to like going to the Mariners games because they had a thing because Nintendo owned like 40% of the Mariners and they had a thing where you could like play along with the game on your Nintendo DS. So I did like that. <laughs> You're a bit of a gamer, right? Like you, you actually- A little bit. Yeah, do you do, you do so I just got a, a PlayStation 4 because my oh. much richer friend who has TV money got the five. So um, I've been playing some video games recently. What are you playing on your PlayStation 4? That's a great console to have. Uh, is it? I will say getting a console, getting a console like right at the end is the best time to get it because you have hundreds of games to choose from and they're all really cheap. And if you get the Aww. new one right now, like I just got the Xbox Series X as like a birthday gift for my mom and I'm playing a bunch of stuff on it, but literally everything I'm playing on it is also playable on the Xbox. From your, see, see, okay, so see, so I, because because my rich friend who has TV money will occasionally do a mass text to all of us poor of his friends, and he's like, "Oh, the I board. don't, I don't need this iPad anymore or this anymore. Who wants it?" And I and I'm sitting here being like, "Oh my God, I have two Wong Fu on Blu-ray, and I haven't been able to watch it since my Blu-ray player died. Can I get that PS4? Because uh, I know it plays movies, and that's why I got <laughs> that it funny. But he gave me some games. I just played um, Detroit: Become Human." You heard of this game? Oh, yeah. It's like a choose your own adventure game. I love anything no, that I, I can choose my own adventure. Not a good, I, not, not a good game, Nick. No, here's the thing. I played, I'm a snob with games. Uh, I, I played all of that studio's games. They make a bunch of choose your own adventure games. I played Indigo Prophecy and I played Heavy Rain and Heavy Rain was so silly and everyone loved it so much that I've kind of since rolled my eye, my eyes at those games. Oh, see, I'm not good but at isn't, like the shooting isn't, stuff. I'm not joking. Isn't Elliot Page in that game that you're playing? No, I don't think so. Because he is, he is in one of those games by that studio. It, it might've been the one after that. Yeah. I, I There's so I, many celebrities in video games right now. Well, no, the it's thing crazy. is about it, about, about really? it, it really yeah. is a film. It really is a movie and there are mm -hmm. actors, noticeable actors who are, who are portrayed in the game. So I was super into it because you can literally just make your own movie. That to me is interesting. I'm not that's good at funny. like the first person shooters or if I have no, to that's, control the camera. No, that's a, is, is a good game if you don't, want to do like the twitch based stuff because i don't really like those games anymore I, I used to play a lot of overwatch and now i mostly just play games where i can kind of like sit and strategize or just animal crossing where nothing can hurt you yeah what like games do you like <laughs> peaceful. Like, i love well, animal crossing well because like i'm so dumb when it comes to video games like what kind of video games like w w when you when you strategize what does that mean what kind of game is that 
Um, like I play a lot. I haven't played it in a while, but I played a lot of Civilization. Like each time that game comes out, I'll buy the new one and I'll play it for a while. And that's where you like start in like caveman times and then you build up your civilization. Oh, I like stuff like that. And you're like based on like a real world leader and like like, some of like your Oregon are Trail. By... Like Oregon Trail. A little bit. Like you got like typhoid, world, you're dead. Tony. Yeah. <laughs> Not just 1979. Wait a minute. Isn't the USA the whole world? I'm confused. Wait. No. <clears throat> so on the Xbox, they have like a Netflix type service and I don't really buy a lot of like new games. I mostly buy like indie games or whatever because I like a shorter, cheaper game usually. But um, they have some of the big, big indie games from like last year on there and I'm playing the Star Wars game on there right now and it's really good. My husband's and playing that game right now and he's really into it. The Jedi one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks pretty cool, so cool too. Yeah, like, and it was like really four ninety nine like or something hella cheap. Yeah, yeah. And can I play I that on my play. gaming system or no? You yeah, you can. can. Oh. You could go to like a red box and you could probably beat it in a weekend. And they actually have like a story mode on there. So oh, like the oh, story mode in the new games is like it, red, nothing can kill you. Red box. You can't just like download it. A red box. What's you a... could download it, sure. Yeah, I have. But the... I, I just think you could get it cheaper. I have For the single player game. I always recommend renting it because then you can just like turn it in. See if you like it. Yeah. Got it. Well, Does it come for my? I play Nintendo. You cannot play that Star Wars game on Nintendo Maxwell. I'm really sorry. Look at this That's turning okay, into like a gaming podcast. I did not even anticipate that we would talk about it at all. Wait. I mean, I only play Animal Crossing and Mario Kart. I don't have hand eye coordination. Maxwell, will you please come to my Animal Crossing island? It looks really nice right now. Okay, I, sure. I worked really hard on it. Sure, mine <laughs> yeah. looks so bad, but you could come to mine too. I'll have a party. So I'll wait. come over to yours and I'll bring you some nice things. Thank so, you. Nick, you just said, wait, did you just have a birthday? I did, yeah. In, when, um, when's your birthday? The 13th of uh, November. November. Okay, yeah. so you're a Scorpio. Mm-hmm. And I was born on Friday the 13th, and it was Friday the 13th this year. As but you're well. such wow. like, like you're, you so don't give me like Scorpio vibes. You don't seem like nuts or anything. It's almost like a person's personality isn't defined by what day they were born. I don't know. <laughs> There's so just crazy. other things in your chart. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm actually a double Scorpio, so watch out. Oh, <laughs> wow. Heavy. I love that. Double Scorpio, Moon, and Leo. I love that band of hoppers. Yeah, I'm a double Sagittarius, so props to the well, doubles. Um, I love Sagges, and you you guys get a bad rep too, but we do. Uh, but honestly, but I own it. Oh I no, I love Sagges. I always feel like they're Me good too. time people. Now, Britney Spears is Sagittarius. People are super critical of Sagittariuses because. Uh, well, we can be a little loud and uh, presumptuous and, you know, in your face. But anyway, I don't know. Oh, I don't, I think don't that know that, why I enjoy that. That doesn't suit me at all. But I no. want to talk about, like, uh, comedy. Because, like, you didn't, it's not like, like, you got started doing comedy on a, on a whim. It's not like something that you had planned to do, right? Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm 13 oh, years old. The change. Um, that was cute. We saw it happen. Oh. She grew up right before her eyes. <laughs> Puberty, um, welcome. Yeah. I really, I always wanted to do like movies and stuff, but it was just hard. And like, I've been making like movies on like uh, my home video, like camcorder since I was like nine or 10, you know, like we saw a scary movie and we thought it was so funny. So we like made our own like horror movie parody that we would like add to every sleepover, you know? <laughs> um, so I always wanted to do that, to do that, but it gets harder and harder as your like standards of like what you want to put out there, you know, change. So I was like, I can't necessarily make a movie right now, but what I can do is get on stage for three or five minutes and like be kind of funny. And because that was like kind of accessible, I ended up doing it a lot. And at the time there was not a lot of queer comedians in Seattle at all. There was a couple of like the old guard that were still there doing stuff, but there was like not a lot of young queer people in Seattle doing it. So I filled a niche. I ended up taking over that mic. Um, I got to do a bunch of cool festivals. So I kind of just got swept up in it, but it was never really what I intended to do. But you've done it for so long now. Like, obviously, did you find love for it or are you, do you just still do it oh, now yeah. because it's habit? <laughs> I, I mean, I don't do it right now. Um, well, right, now comedy's dead now, so. <laughs> yeah, and I was, I was about ready to take a break from it anyway. So I do feel fortunate on the timing there, but uh, 
I was feeling a little burned out on it, but every time I felt that I've like pulled back for three months or six months, I was talking to Solomon, um, friend of the show. Uh, we love Solomon. And, yeah. And he's from Seattle as well. So we go way back. Um, and I was talking to him. I was like, you know what, Solomon, I think I'm just like done with standup. Like I don't have fun when I do it anymore. I haven't written a new joke that I like in like a year or two. Uh, so I think I'm going to quit. And he was like, okay, Nick, I support you, but I just want you to know that you had this exact same conversation with me like three years ago, like on the same porch. So maybe take what you're saying with a great assault. <laughs> well, my favorite thing about standup is also the most exhausting thing about standup is like, you don't have to audition to do it. You just have to do it. And that is an audition in itself. So you have to keep fucking doing it. And you have, uh -huh. you know, <laughs> Sitting in a restaurant and, you know, having comedy happen to people instead of yes. for people. <laughs> I've been on a few of those shows. Where but you like, have okay, to do no that shit. This. Yeah, nobody yeah. wanted that. But it's it's mm -hmm. physically hard to do this to you. Like, you know, I fought, fought stand-up for years because I, I was actually terrified of it. Um, because there's something about, like, being alone on a stage with a spotlight um, when I'm not in drag, that gave me like complete fear, you know? And uh, it wasn't, I think 2018, I started doing comedy out here. And um, thank you to Danny Franti uh, Daniel Francesi for booking me at his, yeah, his show in Burbank. Oh, um, I was there for that. You were iconic. <clears throat> thank you. And, uh, you know, and just uh, doing open mics around the city and doing random shows here and there. But honestly, I didn't get, I, I didn't get the high that I get from hosting a show in drag from stand-up. So I've done it. I don't know that I'll do it again because it just this probably sounds snobby, but like, I'll be honest. Like I was at the point where <laughs> I only wanted to do a show if it was stand up, if it was like for a big audience or in some way like special because yeah. early on those like shitty bar shows are so exhilarating and it's so great to like see all these people who are interested in what you're interested in. But once it becomes a grind, those just really were not, for me and in the Northwest, I was really able to like kind of segment out this like corner of uh, the community that was like all queer. Like by the time I moved out of there, it was like this huge population of queer comedians. So the fact that I was like doing something that I was not that excited about creatively that was also forcing me to hang out with straight cis dude i know i could be crushed like so three crushing. nights a week yeah like no i'm I just mean, i i'm fine i don't miss it that much unless you can pretty do, gross in there i mean unless you uh can ever do an open mic at chatterbox like uh, chatterbox yeah i did not get to go uh, yeah i got no, to wait. do what am i talking about i did chatterbox the that's steve yeah, Steve you've probably show, done right the now. Sunday yeah, night show, but once. he also does a a mic. I think it's, it was on Thursdays. Thursdays? Yeah, uh huh. It's, yeah, and and well, it was so that sounds awesome. fun. It was the most. When you have a good mic vibe, it's great. The most supportive open mic I've ever been at because, like, there you know you can go to open an open mic and people comics can be really mean to you, especially if they don't know you, um, and especially if you're funnier than they are. Like that that, <laughs> that can be a huge problem, um, but. So what are you working on now? Like, are you working on stuff? Yeah, I had a really, so I had a gig in the summer. Uh, I wrote a variety show for the Elie Fournay Center. It was like their annual fundraiser. And that was my first experience, like kind of writing in quarantine. And I had a really great time. And one of the producers after a couple months of not really doing much, uh, he approached me for, um, a new gig. I'm, I'm managing social media for, I don't know if it takes away the magic to say it, but um, do you know the puppet Madam, like from the 60s and 70s? She used to host Hollywood Squares. Yeah, absolutely. I, the, the marionette like, puppet, right? Well, she's not a marionette because there's no strings. Oh, no, 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 the, no the, the hand thingy, right? The little hands. Right, sure. right, right. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. <laughs> so we're, we're managing her social media and I'm writing captions for her and Cute. Um, basically funny. I'm this kind of yeah. go between until we find a new official voice for Madam. So if you're listening to this, go follow Madam the Puppet on Twitter and Instagram, <laughs> Facebook, if you really want to do like some harm to your psyche. Uh, but if you want to comment on any of those 
places like you might get a response and it might be secretly me oh i love that uh, I, I never know how to handle that because like i write jokes for uh like a lot of drag queens especially and i don't know if it's like tacky to like list it off because i almost feel like once you sell someone a joke it's like okay this is yours now i'm not gonna like have you ever uh sold a joke to a drag queen that you were just like fuck i wish i would have just kept that one to my home um, no, because I, I only write jokes for roasts, really. And roast jokes are so formulaic, you know? So it's like, I'm really just selling you, you handed me a paint by numbers and I painted it in for you is what happened. So like, I don't, I don't really feel a lot of ownership of a lot of those jokes. Do you get upset when a drag queen doesn't land or uh, doesn't say a joke that you wrote correctly? Cause I know, I know will my say. comedy partner, Casey Lai has also written jokes for, uh, drag queens, and I won't say. Yeah, we wrote ones. a roast together. Oh, so uh, yeah. so so he he's definitely like he's he he's rewatched it and then like oh you put the wrong emphasis on the wrong <laughs> syllable you know like that kind of shit. Do you get that? Yes, I do get that, especially when Jinx uh, used to drink, but um, <laughs> he doesn't anymore. And in her defense, it was very stupid of them to put Jinx at the end of a three-hour roast because she's going to be drunk by then. So really, I, I blame production. production. Sure, absolutely. Well, let's, I mean, your relationship with Jinx is very cute. I love Cool Mom. I think Cool Mom is one of the better I, I also presents cool shows. Uh, Thank you. Um, the numbers would say so as well, so I'm told. Oh, do oh, they tell ah, you? I don't think. I, do they I don't know. Me? They just. They probably just tell me that to like make. I know so many places <laughs> that won't tell uh, people their numbers, and I feel like that's like rude. You should want to. You should we be get, able. To... We get vague compliments about us being well streamed. Is there more coming? Well, here's the thing: is we were going to record. I think 2020 is going to be the first year uh, in like four years without a cool mom season. So that's a bummer, but. Um, Basically, it's like we were going to film in person at Jinx's house in Portland because I was up visiting my parents in uh, Seattle at the time. And I was like, well, I'm driving down. So we actually wrote a whole like eight episode season that we were going to shoot there. And it was going to be like some traditional cool mom like us in front of a green screen and then some like acted out stuff that we like pre-planned. Um, but then that didn't work out just because COVID like got even more out of control. So I came down and we started planning on shooting it over green screen. And then she was like, well, what if I shoot it at your place? Cause like you live alone, so it's a little safer. So if I just isolate for a week and like get tested, we can shoot it at your place. So we were like, cool. And then some other shit happened. So like, we just, we kept changing it. Uh, they want a season from us. We just don't know how to do it. Well, I have so a big old like, green screen here if you need one. Um, I got a green screen too, but like, I don't know, maybe the rhythm wouldn't work over Zoom. I really don't know. So we might just wait to get a vaccine and go shoot it in mm. the green basement. I think you should try a Zoom a one. Shooter. I feel like that would yeah, be Yeah, you should try it. I feel like that would Well, the only reason I don't want to do that is we have a new project that we are recording over Zoom. And I think that's like its own oh. thing. Oh, We're doing a Futurama it. recap podcast oh, <laughs> on Jinx's Patreon. So okay, if you want to hear that. Let's talk about this because I, you know, a lot of people since pandemic um, have started binging and watching shows that, you know, uh, they are revisiting or they've never seen before. And there's been, you know, I watched Futurama when it was like, first out mm -hmm. you know and i and, and i was like i am not nerdy enough to understand <laughs> and i'm watching it now and i it's still like a new show I, I still think i miss a lot and i feel like a podcast would be good what are you going to talk about on it though i like how are you going to do it because like i have questions about some of the jokes you know what i mean well uh it's or the references like the nerd references and star trek and whatnot we definitely try and go through beat by beat, but a and I've been editing the past, uh, we've recorded three episodes. I've been editing them over the weekend and it's a lot of us yelling about not Futurama. But when we do talk about Futurama, <laughs> when we do talk about Futurama, what we really spend most of our time in is like kind of zeroing in on a detail that is so unimportant or like trying to crack the logic of this world that obviously doesn't make any sense. 
So I don't think we're going to clarify the humor for you, unfortunately, Tony. Oh. But you should listen anyway. I mean, I'll still Maybe. listen. I like you. I'll listen. I'm happy to support, damn it. But, you know, I, do you have a write-in section? Because I will send you questions to keep sure. you on fucking track. Um, no, you should just always, you should watch the episode. I'll tell you in advance. And you should just write in and say, I didn't get this joke. Done. And then we'll 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 review it. We'll oh. figure it out for you. Oh, done. Um <laughs> Nick, this is Tony's uh, birthday episode. Oh my God, it's your birthday. I... And I knew that and I didn't say happy birthday. I'm so well, sorry. It's, it's on Thursday, but yes. It, oh, it well is, then. As, 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 uh, wait, this goes out on Wednesday. So it's tomorrow. You're that yes, girl. My birthday. Yeah. You're that girl tomorrow. on Grindr who's like, it's my birthday week. No, I don't do that. <laughs> no, you, <laughs> it's we month. talked about that already. She hates it. But what is an iconic story that you have about you and Tony? For um, this we, I want to hear about it. Leave me alone. I want to hear a good story. Iconic. I, what, uh, I'm the only thing I can are. think of is the last time I saw you in person, but I don't know if you want to talk about oh, that. Oh, yeah, we had so much fun. We smoked some weed. <laughs> we did. I gave you a it present. It was the day there was a fire. <laughs> I gave you a present, and you gave me a present, and we were we both walked away happy, I hope. Did you walk away happy from that encounter? Yeah. Well, okay. I went... And I took that present yeah. and the present was very fun for the first three hours. And then as that present tends to be, it was like not so fun for the last five hours. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh but it was a long time. Okay, as long as it goes a long it was time. Very long. <laughs> oh girl, my complaint is not amounts. You gave me plenty. <laughs> That was an iconic I actually don't story. know what I'm going to do with it. I got to start like cutting it up into like quarters or something. Yeah, you better, you better. Because. Shit, start micro. <laughs> maybe. Ooh, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, guys, <laughs> let's take a quick break. When we come back, we have our listener questions of the week. We'll be right back. Tony Soto Show. All right, we are back with the show. Listeners, we do your questions, concerns, or comments every week. So if you'd like them read on this show, all you have to do is go to the TonySotoShow.com. It's right there at the top. Just leave the fucking message at the top. Oh, did I also mention that I sell merch and it's my birthday and that's also available on my website? If you click shop, do it. Um, who's going to kick us off today with our list? Oh, I think it's me. Boy. I think it's me. I think you I get birthday to, boy. I get to read. And this is from Jerry. <clears throat> And it says, you guys are the best podcast hosts out there. You should be way bigger. <laughs> Excuse me. I like Thanks. my petite figure. Thanks, bro. Um, I have an issue, and I would love to hear what you all think. I have a slutty friend, the kind of slut that has, that has sex in public and records it all. I'm not a slut shamer. This was one of my best friends. Recently, my slutty friend got a significant other who is not a fan of their slutty past and has built a nice shame wall around my friend. As a result, my friend has cut ties with all of their friends who loved and supported them when they were a slut. Like we, <laughs> like we are all enablers. Uh, I am conflicted because I love my friend, but also if they can subtract us from their lives so quickly, were we ever friends? Hmm, Nick Sahoya. I would do you have a slutty friend? Are you a slutty friend? Are you this slut? You know what? I am a slut at heart, but I'm also I find myself so frequently being the mom, you know, just like everyone. Oh, I, I know you're a planner. I, we've, we've had conversations where you're like, I'm I'm planning uh COVID relations. Yes. I'm I'm staying at home, they're staying at home. Well, I'm recently out of a relationship, but I'm not going to have zero sex all year, you know, so I've I've been isolating alone and finding ways where I can uh, I've had zero. where I can. Oh, really? OK, no, well, I've, I've had a couple, but there there was a lot of planning that went into them. So I think that like Tony doesn't like that. I don't like planning. <laughs> I want sex to be like on a whim, you know? Well, I, I don't like, like the, anyone I like enough. The of that. I don't like anyone enough to fucking share a Google uh, schedule with or nothing. I, I don't have that kind of time. But what about this? What would you have? Have you ever like had a slutty friend who tried to reinvent themselves or whatever? Um, I had a friend who like kind of was a slutty friend before we knew them, and then was. Well, I guess they stayed slutty the whole time. I, I guess my answer is all my friends are slutty and always have been. So I I, I don't have a lot of insight on this particular issue. <laughs> Maxwell, what do you think? You're a slut. 
excuse me. Um, <laughs> I think that you should um, just like get, I mean, as much as that sucks, I mean, you can't like force people to be your friend. And if they're like down to cut you out like that, just like don't answer their call when their boyfriend breaks up with them and um, is like, oh, I can't, I, my slutty boy, my shaming boyfriend dump me. Like, I miss you, come back. Like, just be like, I'm busy. I moved across the country. I don't know, like whatever. I mean- that was also a great yeah. Farah, by the way. Really well done on that Farah impersonation. That, <laughs> that, <laughs> that was, was just me impersonating myself. The slut. <laughs> uh, Diana, Diana uh, you're, a, you're a reform slut. So, oh yeah, uh, I'm a slutty <laughs> success story. <laughs> I'm just like one of, the, one of the many main avenues that, of success that you can take. As does a, a slut. slutty success story mean you haven't gotten pregnant yet? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> she got pregnant and didn't care about getting the abortion that's what a success <laughs> story is. and then you just move it on keep going yes. we're all growing yes. um but i didn't need to drop any of my friends to be a slutty success story so i think that's something to keep in mind i think it keeps you exciting and you never get boring because you can always draw on your sluttiness I, I I honestly feel like um, that you, I don't know that you should be so regretful of your past. You know what I mean? Like I've OD'd plenty of time, <laughs> you know? Um, and if I had someone who, uh, well, I, you know, if someone came into my life and like, I don't like it when you talk about how you OD'd, well, yeah. fuck you. Like you weren't there. That's my past. I'm not ashamed of it. And I think like Maxwell says, it's dangerous to burn bridges because a lot of relationships aren't forever. You know what I mean? Like you might sit here and think, oh, oh we're so in love. Nah, you, you might not be. So uh, you should really keep your ride or dies close in my opinion. I agree. Friends mm -hmm. over. I unplugged my, uh, why do I always do that? Especially. Friends over fluid. I can't hear you. Maxwell, I got to plug in my headphones. because I'll say it out. again. Friends over fluid. Oh, hold it out like that. Say it with never me. Did. Put it on a t-shirt. Friends uh, over fluid. Friends, friends over fluids. Friends over fluid. That's what I missed. Oh, I, I like it. All you right. said it a few times too, just in case. Okay. Well, great. I also um, think I feel like I know who this person, this question I, is about. I I want to text and ask because I think I do too. <laughs> I think I know, and I don't know if this. But but we also could just know sluts, you know? Because I mean? like I want to. This text. is a very simple gay story. You're correct, but <laughs> I will text them after the show and just ask because I wanted to ask, and I I <laughs> okay good. I'm and I'm going to text you after the show about it. I'm glad we're on the same page because I was like Ugh. anyway. Uh, who's next? I'm next. And this is from Matt. Uh, it's been an hour since I've made a decision to break up with my boyfriend. We've been dating for a year and a half and I just don't like him. Spending time with him feels like a chore. I think it's always felt like this and I've just ignored it, hoping that it would get better. Then COVID-19 happened and I thought, what's the point in breaking up if I can't start dating again? Anyway, I'm terrified. I'm going to break his heart and I don't want to see him cry. Silver Lake icon Tony Soto, please tear me down and tell me that I'm not that important. I can handle it. I need to hear it to make sure that I follow through with this breakup. Uh, well, you aren't, so do it. Um, <laughs> the only important one here is Tony Soto because it's his birthday. Uh, Nick, what do you think of this relationship? You are you were in a relationship when you moved here. Now you're out. Was it easy to do? Did you? Were you no, terrible timing. <laughs> terrible timing. I uh, would not recommend it. But I would say for this person, um, almost maybe selfish, maybe sweet that you chose to stay with this person through the beginnings of COVID. I think COVID is not something that's gonna like magically go away in the next year or even two. So I think if you're making long-term plans, like, yeah, like the COVID should not be the thing keeping you together. And no. the fact that you can't date the way you wanna date should not be the thing keeping you together. So I would say uh, break up with them, figure out a way you can like, if you're cohabitating, move into some different spaces. And then once you're settled, Get on Grinder and see if you can find the one or two people who are willing to take a COVID test before they come over and fuck you. Real. <laughs> and prove it. 
Uh, real yes, quick. I want documentation. Real quick. If it's your place, get in the fuck out of there. I don't give a shit if it's a pandemic or not. Oh, that's actually an not. important part of it. Mm-hmm. Uh-uh. Like that whole- There's a co- bunch of things I wish I knew. I wish I knew how old they were. I, a year and a half to me is like a big deal if you're in your early 20s. But if these are people in their 30s, it's like, a year and a half relationship? Fuck that. Like, get him the fuck out of there. You don't know him anymore. Exactly. Maxwell, yeah. what do you think? Wait, does it say that he lives in his place? Can we follow up with this person? Yeah. <laughs> so, 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 well, uh, Matt, if you're listening to all of our follow-up questions, we need more please, information. We need, we need some more info. And if you want to send it, you can, but whatever. So, Maxwell, what's your, what's your thought? I mean, I don't know. That's a tough one. I mean, that's... Um... I mean, if your only reason is that you don't want to see him cry, I mean, that's silly. But um, yeah, I don't really have much to say. I mean, go off if you want to break up with him. Diana? Uh, I also need to know the least situation. But in general. But let's say that, they, oh yeah, I know. Because like, I, if they've been together earlier, yeah, there are a lot of questions. But honestly, right. the first thing is get your own space or have him move out for sure. Or at least start plotting now. Like start, you know, sending out your emails, reaching out to your network, start having a plan for yourself because you're obviously already checked out. Uh, and my general recommendation is it, as somebody who has been mean before, it doesn't feel good to be mean. Even if in the moment, if afterwards you're going to be embarrassed if you treat somebody badly, especially after being with them for a year and yeah, maybe maybe have a conversation with him. Maybe he's on the same page, and maybe no. also feels yeah. a bit trapped. That's you know, that, yeah. I mean, Who knows? Communication is the key, uh, always and forever. And as Agreed. your life coach, Matt, um, I asked. <laughs> I have. I, I just want to say that. Okay, so <laughs> if you can write in a letter to your life coach, um, spending time with him feels like doing a chore. Um, I think I've always felt like this. Uh, I don't like him. Uh, if you could say things like that, then you can muster up the courage to say it to him. And honestly, it's your truth. Live it, say it. And if you make him cry enough and hard enough, he won't give you no flack like as it's going on. You know what I mean? I say hurt him the hardest so they leave fast. But that's why I'm single. <laughs> um, I would say maybe don't uh, use the words that you put in this email, Matt, when you break the news to. Yeah, your, sure, fluff them up a little partner. bit. But if you, re- but but honestly, if there are certain people that need, in re- now as an observer of people in relationships, there are certain people who need to have it fu- a gut punch, so they get it. Now, if this is someone who needs a gut punch, punch mm. that gut, Matt, punch it uh maxwell wrap this show up for us okay this listener question is from mattress not to be confused with our last writer matt (laughs) mattress writes (laughs) okay so this question is more for maxwell because famously tony soto doesn't listen to music is Slater still canceled? She's been releasing new music and I feel uncomfortable listening to her. But unfortunately, I really like her new singles. Also, also, why are the gays sleeping on Shy Girl? I don't know anything about you just said, so. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, okay. So the whole Slater thing, I mean, I don't know. She Who is that, that first and foremost? Slater's this girl who writes pop music. She's kind of fierce. I mean, I liked her one song. She has a song called Daddy is Fuck, and it's really cool. I like that one. It's Yeah. Okay. So she got canceled because she somebody found like her old Twitter account from when she was 13, and she was saying the N-word on it, and she apologized for it. But you know how that shit, sometimes it just doesn't go away, and it carries on forever. So... I mean, my thing is like, I mean, if you're going to listen to her songs, just like listen to her song. She's How old like, is she now? Like 20 something. Yeah, I have she, a like, problem with getting house- canceled for things you did at 13. That's why I'm glad we didn't have the internet until I was 13. So, <laughs> And it I was mean, too scary for me to even think about at that time. So, 
I mean, I say she doesn't really have that big of a platform. So if you really want to listen to her music, I mean, you're not really hurting anybody. But just remember, she said those things. So. And who's the other one? Yeah, but at 13, we've all said a lot of stupid things. At right. 13 well, that's why I'm fucking... just like, I, I mean, mean, if you, you really remember, care. But remember when you were really seven care. or eight and you used to go to grocery stores when you were by yourself or whatever, and you would like say the f word real loud just to piss, just to get a rile out of people? That's basically what Twitter. <laughs> no, is I never did that. You never did. <laughs> like when you would no. get, you, like it's like you and your friends were like cool enough to go somewhere by yourself when you were around oh, adults. I was never allowed. Oh, to do you that. cuss out loud. Yeah, just a, it's called we showing your say, butt, Diana. It's we, called showing your butt. That yeah. is very yeah. Midwestern. I thought it was the we would just play the penis game and just yell penis instead of like horrible things. Well, we'd say oh. bad things. Nick, are you? We don't want to get kicked out know, of places. Do you know any of these music people? Um, I don't know anything yeah. about music, and it's kind of nice because they get to go through this pre-canceling process. So I don't have to. <laughs> I don't care about her because I've never listened to her music. But I will say. There was a situation where Doja Cat got a soft cancel recently, and that was like the week that soft I got into cancel. her music. What's a and soft cancel? Like, what? I, because there's debate, you know, people are talking about it on Twitter, and there's like, is she canceled? Is she not? To me, uh, when an artist has a negative um, aspect revealed about their uh, revealed about their social life, you just kind of have to make a personal decision if that's a deal breaker for you personally, and you really can't put that on other people because it's like if you're trying to uh choose someone out for listening to music or watching a movie from an artist that you think is canceled but they like have watched a disney movie in the last like <laughs> who's done more evil than fucking disney exactly. or Fox, you know yeah did you watch the simpsons recently <laughs> like you like where does if it's the producer if because like we shouldn't be listening to anything Dr. Luke ever did, but he's like I mean, got a hundred bangers. Doja like, Cat is do? produced by uh, Dr. Exactly. Luke. Yeah. Oh, but exactly. that's another layer of it. But I don't shitty. stream her. So I really like just can't think of too many, too many examples of people who have been successfully canceled and can no longer do their job or re reap the benefits of their, you know, even Kevin Spacey still gets his residuals in the mail. I mean, I like, think there are some people that's that not untrue. I mean, you there know? are some people that were on top and definitely are not anymore. After Wait, being didn't canceled. Roseanne have to sign away her ownership of Roseanne and that she doesn't get money off of it anymore? Like I believe. Uh, that, I like, think she, because she was a producer, I think she lost a lot of money by no longer well, she being was a the, producer. She was the character creators, so like she like she. Do they have a way around that because it's the Connors now? I don't know. How well, that no, that's work. that's what she did. She had to. She oh. signed something away so that way they could continue the show. But oh. also, she. I'm sure she got paid out for that. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, 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 just, I, I just know that it wasn't when, a legal order from a judge. Well, I just know that, like, <laughs> You're I just know that there, was, there was an outcry on social media for pro Roseanne people because she was cut out of it financially. That's what I do remember. So I don't I don't know. But how many shy boy albums do you do you own, Diana? wait i need to look up and see who this shy girl is or if that's the song that slater did well we just we're... we don't have time for it so put it in the fucking comments guys nick did you have a good time on the tony soto show today i had a wonderful time uh, i love you all <laughs> um, you're so i love you too by the way and thank you for like you're very your support sweet. you're like a supportive person and i appreciate i'm a patron of you. the arts and you, i if i can't tip you at learn the words bitch i'm gonna send you five bucks every time you do one of these and i love that about you tell people where they can find you on the internet um please follow uh at sahoya on most platforms and please follow madam the puppet on most platforms uh and You'll find out about other things there. Um, I will be behind Jinx Monsoon's paywall soon. So go subscribe to her Patreon. I think the episodes will be free eventually. So look out for them on your podcasting platforms. The podcast is called I'm 40% Podcast. I should have said that at some point. <laughs> <laughs> we should get Jinx on this show too. Make that happen. Yes, I will Nick. message her together, about that. And she, it could be good uh, It could be good cross promo. Yeah, I would love to. I love, I love that. that. She's plugging her Christmas movies right now. Maybe I can get you... Yes, with with her and Ben. Um, her and Ben, and she's in the happiest season, also with Ben, which is very funny. They're um, they are the best duo to come out they're of that so game show. And like, if you've honestly. never seen if you've never seen the the Christmas special that they toured on the last couple of years, it's one of my favorite shows with any drag artist. Like it's so fun. Uh, they put together an amazing show, and I'm actually I'm 
even though I'm sad it can't happen in person this year, I am kind of glad that a lot of people who wouldn't otherwise get to see it can now see it see and it. watch it over and over again because what they do together is very special. And it's true. It's it's just camp through and through. It's like real drag. Like, you know, all of these fucking pretty bitches that come out of the game show, <laughs> like granted, that's their zhuzh, but, but Jinx and Ben are true drag. That is what drag is. So if anyone has a question, I agree. that's I what them. it is. Uh, Maxwell? Um, I'm just going to be baking edibles at home. So if you want to buy them, just slide right into my DMs. You already do when you're trying to be weird. Do it when you're offering <laughs> me money, please. Uh, Diana? Uh, I will be catching up on this wonderful world of the Real Housewives of Atlanta. Oh, and so yeah, I'm so glad that you, you dove in. Wow. Bro. I'm so glad. Wow, y'all. So great. Wow. <laughs> wow. Also, I'm sorry, and I and I love hate it, but Real Housewives of Salt Lake City has me, really got their higher. hooks in. Haven't really got their, got their hooks in. All right. All right. Good. Uh, but yeah, but and then I'm on social media, Diana D Triple E Aluna uh, at the Insta. Yeah. That's course. it. Um. Guys, stay tuned for, uh, yeah, I, I, I know. <laughs> no, stay and tuned the wings. And, and subscribe <laughs> to the Tony Soto Show's Patreon because we had a team building event over the weekend where we all watched Slag Wars. Yes. Um, and we will be doing a recap show of Slag Wars available on our Patreon at the Tony Soto Show. So for just $5 a month, you can watch that. You can watch full episodes of Learn the Words, bitch. You can watch full episodes of Millennial Moment with Maxwell, my weed uh, review show, Perfectly Blunt, so much stuff. Um, so, and also if you like the Tony Soto show, please go to our iTunes page and subscribe to it, like it, rate it, review it. We'd love to hear from you. I do the gay power half hour every week with my good Judy Casey Lai. Tune into that wherever podcasts are streamed. Um, learn the words, bitch, is going to be December 7th at 7 p.m. on the Zoom app. Uh, follow Learn the Words, bitch, at Learn the Words, bitch, on Instagram for details. Our guest judges are this month are going to be Jenny Yang and Parvesh China from the new show, uh, shit, Connecting on NBC. <laughs> Good job. I got it, guys. I got it. I got it. I got it. Um, 40 Again's never looked better, baby. That, <laughs> 40 again. Um, uh, so also uh, merch. I sell merch. And you can get the Tony Soto show. Or you can get Tony Soto's actual birth date, birth year on uh, merch right now until January 1st. And that should just over. Um, until next week, everybody. Oh, next week we have uh, from the Tony Soto show and also Tea Time Toys, Lucy Wack will be our guest next week. So we will see you next week. Bye. 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 Bye.